Uh, Jonathan Leask is with us as part of his uh, commitments for this Friday. He's with the Ashburton Guardian, where he's local democracy reporter. I think you're in Rolleston at the moment. And, of course, um, all eyes on those Canterbury fires, the um, Port Hills fires at the moment, Jonathan. But let's have a look at your patch. We've got this new civic centre, of course, and library in Ashburton. Is it open now, Jonathan? It is finally open. They opened the doors uh, mid-January. Uh, to much fanfare. A lot of people uh, eager to get inside and see uh, what the building looked like after uh, a year's overdue opening. And they had about 7,500 go through the the doors in the first week, and that was just when the library was open. The the council staff moved in a week later, so those numbers have probably doubled since then with all the council staff going to and froing and all the people going in to pay their rates. So it's, uh, it's, it's proved quite the hit, uh, has our new library and civic centre. Just remind us where it is in town. It's right smack bang in the middle. You know, everyone knows where the clock tower is in Ashburton. It looks out onto the clock tower and the, the, the square in front of that has been redeveloped as part of the project as well, sort of a separate project but aligned. Uh, and the, the library takes up the first and most of the second floor and then the council is sort of the second floor in the top floor. Uh, it's, it's quite an impressive building. I was even a bit blown away by what they've done in there. It's, it's quite the dynamic space. It's not the old libraries we knew growing up of walls of books and an old librarian telling us to be quiet. There's, there's things to do and activities and all sorts of stuff in there. It's, it's, it's quite, the, quite the building. Uh, Jonathan, your time in libraries as a child has obviously served you well. Uh, has it come in on budget? Because, of course, this is the other big issue with arguments over how rates are spent these days. How's it done? It has not. It will not come in on the fifty-six point seven million dollar budget. Uh, they forecast about a ten percent overrun in the middle of last year. Uh, so they're just sort of working out with the contractors where that's going to land. Uh, given that it was a, a year overdue and there were multiple delays with COVID and all that sort of thing, it it's, it was always going to go over. But they were lucky enough to get uh, twenty million dollars from the government's shovel ready projects grant. So whatever the final cost is, you basically take $20 million off. So it's going to end up costing the ratepayers less than what it was originally going to cost. Well, that's something, I guess. Uh, okay. Now, it's only half, as you said, the library, only half of the of the overall uh, centre. Uh, te whare whakateri. Yes. Our house. Ashburton's house is the, the name of the facility. We've all been talking uh, about it. The regional correspondents up and down the motto have been talking about it. The rates rises because it is that time of the cycle, 10-year plans, and uh, yes. everybody trying to cut spending, uh, but still rate rises just about everywhere. What about your district? Uh, Ashburton is they're in the throes of getting the draft. The draft is, I think, supposed to come out. Uh, for sign-off next week, I think, or the week after, early March. Uh, and they're looking at about 9.9% in year one of their long-term plan. Uh, half of that is to do a whole bunch of three waters compliance stuff, uh, getting UV filters and all that sort of stuff in and just the renewals. Uh, and then there's a 29% hike in road funding in there as well. So that sort of is the fair chunk of that 9.9%. And obviously with interest rates going up, all the borrowing from all previous projects, that sort of goes up. So there's a lot of factors in that 9.9%. Uh, but yeah, the main aspects is getting the drinking water and wastewater compliant and making sure the roads 
are maintained to an acceptable standard. Which... Have there been any sacrifices? Uh... They, they've, they've in the in the whole ten year plan, they've, they had to cut out quite a quite a bit, and a lot of I've sat through the budget workshops and a whole bunch of business cases didn't even make it to the discussions just for budgetary constraints, so they've been pushed to the next ten years. Um, but they are looking to do there's five big key projects in the in the ten year plan. Uh, the one that's probably going to get the most heat from the public is spending three million dollars on some form of aquatics, because uh, obviously we've got our Tinwood pool that's shut for the summer because it's been leaking seventeen thousand uh, liters a day, and they can't get uh, lifeguards for it, and it's got a few other bits and bobs wrong with it, so. There's an estimated $3 million to fix that up, but the councillors have actually gone with the preferred option of building a new outdoor pool at the EA Networks Stadium, which has an aquatic centre and sports courts in there. So that's where they're leaning towards. But then there's obviously another option of not spending any of that and not having either of those options. So that, that's that's one that's going to get a lot of feedback. Another one that will probably get some substantial uh, response is the council's looking to get out of uh, delivering stock water in three years time so there will still be stock water but it just won't be the council that's managing it so who will uh there's a lot of irrigation companies around our district that already run some networks uh so the thinking is that maybe they could get into uh managing stock water so the people who need it still pay for it they just don't pay the council and the council isn't having to lean on the ratepayers to sort of subsidise that activity. All right. Now, lovely story this. Bringing back the native birdsong to Methven, who's been doing this project? Well, the Methven Lions come up with this idea. They, they sort of decided that you, you don't hear the native birds around Methven as much as you once did, if at all. Uh, so they've sort of, as they do, they, they get their an idea in their head and they start running with it. So they're looking to establish uh, a bit of a native bird sanctuary on a bit of uh, relatively unused council reserve land in town. At the moment, the only thing on it is a historic, uh, the RDR pipe shed, which is a big uh, concrete pipe, that a sample of a concrete pipe that they used to build the RDR scheme back in the, I think it was the 1940s. Um, so they're looking at basically fencing that off, planting it with native trees and getting the, the native birds to come back. But to be able to do that, they don't want to be serving those native birds up on a platter to all the predators. So phase one is going to be setting up a, a trap library in town so people can set traps in their backyards to reduce all the predators in town, all the skinks and possums and even the, the feral cat, uh, and then progress the the native sanctuary. You know, it's, it's an idea that there's, there's native sanctuaries like this in towns all over the, the country. I think Nelson's got one of the big ones. Uh, but Methven's decided that they, they can do it too. And this site, what's this um, historic site? What's its, um, what was its use back in the day? Uh, it was where the RDR works were based. It used to be the RDR works, which was the Rangitara diversion race when they dug the, the water from the Rangitara to the Rakai to bring irrigation spread irrigation throughout the district. Uh, that was where they were based. And then when they packed up and moved out, the, the land got uh, given to the council. But they left behind uh, a big one of the big concrete pipes as a bit of a, a throwback memorial type thing. And it's, it's still sitting there in prominence. So it's quite a big part of history. Uh, and if they build a native sanctuary around it, I don't see why it wouldn't fit into that landscape. What's the time frame they're working till to they're hoping to be able to release some birds? 
there's uh, there's many strings to the bow of uh, establishing a native sanctuary. They've got to get rid of uh, they've got to get the trap library up and running, and start getting rid of the pests. And then they've got the the council to work through all the red tape to to free up them to be able to use the land, and then procure all the plants and get planting. So that they haven't sort of put a time frame on it yet. They're just sort of working through the. the they only announced it uh, end of last year, but they're they're men of action. The lines. Uh, and so they've already got the some funding for to establish the trap library, uh, and the, with the long term plan ongoing, it will involve some discussion. I think on giving them rights to that piece of land. Hey, thank you very very much. That's Jonathan Lesk. He is with the Ashburton Guardian, where he is local democracy reporter.